Welcome to Coin Talk, a new podcast. This is the inaugural uh, episode. Is this ep- this is episode zero? Right? Yeah, yeah. It is generation zero of our Crypto Kitties podcasting experience. You're you're inside the Genesis block here. <laughs> um, I'm Aaron Lammer. Uh, across the crypto cave from me, uh, Mr. J. Caspian Kang. Hello. Um, so, just to give a little background here. Um, I do podcasts. I run a podcast called Long Form, and I have another podcast about weed called Stoner. Jay, what do you do? Uh, I'm a journalist. I write for the New York Times Magazine, and I'm a correspondent for Vice News tonight on HBO. This show has almost nothing to do with what we do with our actual lives. It has to do with what we do with our shadow lives. Yeah, and I, I, I we should probably say that it has absolutely nothing to do with any of the companies that we that we said. Couldn't have less to do yeah. with anything else we do. In fact, I think uh, the origins of this show, at least from my perspective, are that we got into uh, cryptocurrencies around the same time, and we started talking about them obsessively, and... Uh, as usually, I just um, try to feed my addictions into a podcast format. Yeah, same. I mean, I, you introduced me to crypto. I mean, I had known about it before, but I had never thought about... If you could go back to that moment, would you just have me not tell you about cryptocurrencies? Well, you tried a few times. You tried a few times. The first time, I was like, no. And then the second time, <laughs> and I believe I also told your wife, uh, Eric keeps talking to me about cryptocurrency. Yeah, please ask him to stop. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, at a barbecue at your house, uh, you made you showed me some of the stuff in a very Roger Ver sort of way, where you know Roger oh, I, Ver. I was the, I'm the Roger Ver in your life. Roger Ver being sort of known as Bitcoin Jesus, he would walk around and show people how to store Bitcoin on, coin on a phone, which is essentially as, what you did. As a bald man, I will take any <laughs> comparison to Jesus. Yeah. So you came to me and said, uh, "Look, this is how you do it. This is how it works." And, you know, some uh, degenerate gambling past stuff kicked up in my brain. The endorphins started running and, you know, here we are. So you have a little bit of a background in gambling. You've covered um, high stakes online poker players. I have a little bit of a background in technology. I've failed to raise money for a startup previously. (laughs) So we're coming to this from like slightly different um, points of view. But I think it's important for listeners to the show to realize we don't really know very much about cryptocurrency. Like everything we've learned, we've learned in the last six months and through a pretty haphazard uh, education. Yeah. And that was always like the idea that we had about the podcast, which was that when people download Coinbase and they say, I'm going to buy cryptocurrency and then they're like well i would like to make an informed decision and this is all stuff that we did yeah you know wading through reddit posts and shit posts on twitter and people who are angry and people you don't if you don't know they're trying to scam you or not that's all very intimidating and so we wish that we had a sort of inviting easy and somewhat dumbed down version of everything to listen to and that's what we decided yeah a a, sherpa uh, yes, a, a Sherpa that like was not scaling the mountain at incredible paces, yeah. but was like, hey, I've done this once before, and I think we're going to be okay. And as part of the um, lucky and um, privileged position we have living in New York here and being involved in the media and journalism and stuff like that, we do have access to people who do 
know what they're talking about. Those people are journalists. They are developers. They're gamblers, speculators, Wall Streeters. And we're going to have them all on this show to tell us to tell us all the things that we are getting wrong um, as we talk through the week's news. Exactly. So when we have a question, when Aaron and I look at something on crypto news or something like that, and we ask each other, hey, what is this? We generally do I don't have get it. Yeah, yeah, we Damn, or, don't get it. or we pretend to get it, and then like ten minutes in, we're like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, and we generally default to asking some people that we know how to sort of disentangle this and what it actually means. We would like for you, the listener, to sort of go through that process with us as yeah. we have these discussions, and let us time. know what, what, how we're doing, what your questions are, um, what's confusing you. Um, we see so Jay like helped start Grantland, which was a sports site um, that ESPN did with Bill Simmons, and I think that the way that we regard the Bitcoin crypto space is kind of from like a sports uh, like background. Like, it reminds me a little of fantasy sports or something like that. We see this as an entertaining field full of weirdos and interesting personalities, and we want to cover it from every angle. Um, you're probably not going to hear like breaking news on the show, but if you don't want to sit there on every Reddit forum and every Discord chat channel, following every project, along, reading every single white paper, if you don't want to get yelled at, <laughs> if you want to get involved in crypto without getting yelled at. We're willing to not yell at you. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we we will get yelled at for you, and we'll try and disseminate the parts that are not yelling. Uh, one more thing before we get going. Um, I want to send a shout-out to Medium. Uh, the show is produced in partnership with Medium. Um, they're helping us do things like put up transcripts of every episode. Uh, we'll have show notes, which is kind of a reading list. There's a ton of amazing crypto stuff happening on Medium. Yeah, there's really... I mean, I'm sure that if you have waded into this space and you have read a good article or somebody sort of coherently laying out their thoughts, chances are that it was on a Medium page. You can actually find all of the best crypto writing on Medium at me.dm slash crypto. Again, me, M-E dot DM slash crypto. That's a landing page with all sorts of different crypto-related content. Our page is medium.com slash coin talk. We'll have all the new shows there. You can either subscribe there or you can subscribe in the podcatcher of your choice. It's all kind of the same. What is a podcatcher? It's a, a podcast app. Oh, podcast. Pod, it pod feels catcher. vaguely. It catches the podcast. <laughs> vaguely gross. <laughs> uh, as a special bonus, are you? Would you be? Would you be down to do a little mini show today, Jay? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. There's a lot of news. I what mean, should we talk about? Uh, let's let's talk about the only thing that people in crypto seem to be talking about over the past week, which is Ripple. Cue the theme music. <laughs> This episode was taped Sunday, January 7th at 6 p.m. The Bitcoin price index was 14,780. Welcome back to Crypto... Cryptopia. <laughs> Welcome to Cryptopia. What is your pin number? I don't know anymore. That's why I can't buy these shit coins. Okay, we've uh, clearly had our brains uh, scrambled by uh, crypto, but um, we want to give you a little preview of the show. Uh, let's do a few topics. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, I think we have to talk about Ripple. Can't not talk yeah, about Ripple. Yeah, which is a little disappointing, but we should. Uh, let's also talk about, I just saw that... Um, People are trading accounts 
I don't know if this is real, but it appears that like some of these exchanges, the smaller exchanges have shut down new accounts and people are trading in accounts on those exchanges. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to like pimp out. They're saying like, I'll sign this account over to you for five Bitcoin. And then I think we're going to tie things up, uh, talking a little bit about our own relative emotional weaknesses as crypto traders. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So The, the preview of, of a year of content, I think without, um, getting like too deep into what ripple is uh like what's going on with ripple right now well i mean the reason why it's in the news is because uh for a very short period of time when ripple was around like three dollars 84 cents here uh chris larson who is the former ceo of ripple not even the current ceo was supposedly worth 59 billion dollars which made him the fifth richest man in america it's incredible it's kind of incredible this um like murderer's row of people behind ripple you've got him so he's briefly uh richer than larry ellison this is a guy who doesn't even work at the company ripple anymore he's the former ceo one of the other guys was the original guy who started mount gox before he sold it to uh mark carpolis that guy is filthy fucking rich and there's a new CEO who was like beefing with Nathaniel Popper <laughs> on Twitter because Nathaniel Popper called a bunch of places and they were like, yeah, we might work with Ripple someday, I guess. Well, like, uh, you know, I think that people in crypto almost never agree on anything. Yeah. But it seems like there's never really any agreement about anything in crypto. Yeah. But it does seem like all sides, you know any type of coin that you're into everyone has sort of banded together to hate ripple like you hate ripple why do you why do you hate Ripple? i don't i look i've owned ripple before so i can't have hated it that much um generally the rap it gets is well for starters it's not really decentralized there's a company there's the company ripple there's the token ripple the company ripple has locked up something like 60 percent of the ripple tokens but Look, I'm not like some like decentralization like ideologue, so that doesn't really explain why I would d- dislike it. I think what kind of like gets under my skin about Ripple is it seems like this um this Ripple run is playing on people's worst instincts, which is people want to buy a coin that's really cheap. Ripple is pre-mined, so all the coins are out there available except the ones that have been locked up by the founders and for their future bank partners and there's like a hundred billion of them so they seem really cheap people have bought it up from cents up to like over three dollars um the idea that ripple is a worth that much where like you multiply the amount uh its price by the number of tokens seems misleading at best and it feels almost like it was designed to take advantages, uh, like take sort of in the way of like Zynga games used to feel that way to me. Yeah, yeah, or like junk bonds, you know, where there's a value that's almost made out of thin air. Yeah. I'll say that the, the association with banks, you know, there's this great detail in this Financial Times story where uh, the author, Isabella Kaminska, meets the people at Ripple at Davos, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that when you read about Ripple, you know, it's been in the news all week. The one thing that keeps coming up is that for Ripple to work, this sort of network that they want to do between banks, it need, they need banks to buy in. Yeah. And that, and they've held a bunch of tokens up to like lure the banks. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you, you know, my 59 billion, like we've got some for you too, but not for them, you know? Yeah. That bothers me a little bit, and I will say that, you know, I also am not some, like, sort of Austrian school libertarian who believes that everything should be decentralized. 
But I do agree that there's a sort of shell game here. Like if I printed a million Kang coins yeah. and I held 999,000 of them and I sold them to you for like, you know, I don't know, 50 cents, I'm not worth like the 1 billion Kang coins, you know, plus whatever. Wait, that, that doesn't make sense. Let me try again. Um, if I if I count if I print a, a billion Kang coins, yeah, and I give Jay, you, where can I buy this Kang? Yeah, <laughs> I sell you one for a dollar. Yeah, you know, and so that one Kang coin is worth a dollar. Like, yeah. you know, I am not worth a billion dollars at that point. Exactly, and I further think that even if you accept these hijinks potentially as clever, um, at one point I think they had passed Toyota and market cap size. Yeah. When you're bigger than Toyota and all you've really done is introduce the idea of we're going to disrupt the Swift money transfer system, what is the incentive to actually do it? Like how much would you have to actually achieve to justify that value? And how much would you just be like, hey, things are going great. Uh, tokens trading for $3. What else do we need to do here? Yeah. Like, why build an actual company? The guy who's the richest isn't even the CEO anymore. I almost feel like these pre-mined coins ought to be like uh, categorized differently than the mineable coins because I think that their supply represents something different, rep- represents something different if there's a mining community that feels like it's worthwhile. Uh, so I will not be buying Ripple. Will you be buying Ripple? Well, I mean, like you, I already bought Ripple and then I sold it from uh, about a penny more than it was uh, after <laughs> I got, you know, <laughs> as you'll learn from us, we do a lot of that. Yeah, I think that's something that's worth addressing as we get going here on the show, which is uh, Jay and I, not only should you not take our investment advice, you should consider going the opposite of the way oh, yeah, we're, we're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys have listened to sports gambling podcasts where you just say, I'm going to bet the opposite of that guy because that guy never wins. Like, that's a good idea. Yeah, we um, we really don't know what we're doing. And, and, I, and, and uh, I will say, uh, just to tie this up, that both of our original assumptions, we've been taping like fake episodes of this fake podcast previously, both of us thought that Ripple would never have a meteoric rise because its usefulness as this sort of middleman in money transfers, which is basically what it's designed for, is somewhat ebbed away if you have it making 50, 80 percent swings on a single day. Yeah, yeah. I recall this was an impassioned case I made during one yes. of our uh, basement tapes use being like, you can't have a transfer between banks if the thing is plunging 20 percent in a day. Therefore, it's never going to go up. And I, I think that I cost you a lot of money that way. Jay, how many uh, how many different accounts do you have for exchanges right now? Yeah. What are you on? Oof. I mean, so I assume I, we're, both, sh- I'm we're both on Coinback, Coinbase slash GDAX. I'm ashamed to say it. I think yeah. I'm at I'm, I'm at six. Okay. Wow. Did you ever think you would, it would come to this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had hoped not because you know, like most people who are getting into crypto, at some point you uh, sort of want to be like a almost like a knight of crypto and stand for what's good in crypto. And that never, certainly that has that, never been my that ambition. Certainly does not mean signing into six uh, different exchanges so that you can chase shit coins all over the world. Well, so we both started on on the, the Coinbase GDAX um, axis, which is, I think, where most people start, at least Americans. And I know that both of us made the jump to Bittrex, which seems kind of like the logical first place to go. A lot of these kind of bigger name altcoins are available at you know, Bittrex. It's a place where you can pick up... Uh, Zcash and Monero. Um, actually, I guess I did some shape shifting before. Uh, yeah, before that I was did that. Bef- yeah, that was before. Then, then that's I, before I entered your crypto. I world. lost. I lost to Monero in a shape shift 
uh, calamity that's still <laughs> unexplained. Come on the show and talk about it, <laughs> shapeshift makers. Um, so I got to Bitrex, and then I kind of just we both kind of just stopped for a while. Yeah. And then there's been like a, a a rush in the last week or so where it seems like a everyone got on. T- a, a lot of people have to have gotten on to some exchange, or we couldn't see all this ripple trading. Yeah. Right? Well, I, like there seemed to be a domino effect, right? Because yeah. first, like uh, everyone signed up for Coinbase, and then Litecoin sur- surges. Um. And Ethereum surges, and then Bittrex says, whoa, we've got a lot of people. We can't handle all of you. Yeah. And then Binance, which is a Chinese exchange, uh, they say, whoa, we can't handle all you people. There are no people. There, There's no new signups. And then on and on and on. It seems like every single day now, a new exchange is saying, we're shutting down new uh, registration signups. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like either there's a massive, massive amount of people who are trying to sign up for these things or something really bad is about to happen. Well, I mean, the way I'm reading it as a, as a buyer is, uh, if there's more people trying to get on these exchanges can, they can fit through the door. I'm buying alts because those people are going to come after me and they're going to want to buy alts and eventually they're going to get accounts. I mean, it's crazy. I, I saw, I don't know if this is really going to sell, but there was someone who was selling a uh, account for $25,000 on eBay. All that account does is give you the right to transfer in Bitcoin and buy and, stuff. Yeah. And for how long? Cause it's not like this is a permanent, it's not like they capped a country club, you know, <laughs> and they're like no more people in this country club. Someone has to die. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that Binance will allow new people in the next couple months or like Bittrex might in the next couple weeks. I don't know. I mean, Cryptopia got knocked offline by like dot trading, I think today. <laughs> yeah. Cryptopia is another one that, that shut down new registrations as well. So I mean, like, it kind of, makes sense like if you're just chasing the high like cryptopia is like the closest to like a video game experience that you're going to get out there right now it's where you where you coin is close i haven't been very similar okay very similar so what tell me what are the differences like for uh for people out there haven't checked them out what's kucoin like that's ku coin yeah ku coin um i don't know the country of origin but when you (laughs) When you when you sign in, there's like a phishing warning, and it's it's in English, but you know every word is conjugated wrong, <laughs> and so it it inspires a lot of uh, customer uh, you know yeah security in me. But uh, no, I mean it's like a lot of other exchanges in the sense that uh, it lists the coins. Uh, they have these flashing banner ads that say like you know it's KuCoin Christmas. And mind you, this is today. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, they're like, if you sign up, if you tweet out KuCoin, we'll give you this. You know. So yeah. the whole thing looks like sort of a online poker site from like I don't know, like 2004 or something like that, where everything is sort of bonus incentive. It does not look like an investment tool at all. So, for me, um, my experience at Cryptopia was uh i started uh i started uh dragging on the bottom i started uh started to buy like the strange off-brand things yeah that yeah I that previously I this. turned my nose you on. texted me and you're like i bought this this and this and this and i was like huh i have not heard of any of those. <laughs> <laughs> and then i googled them and that really didn't help that much either well the way i got the way i originally approached cryptopia was everyone knows that i have a soft spot in my heart for monero well, I mean, this is the first episode, so nobody knows. No that. one knows it yet, but you're going to learn <laughs> all about my affection for, for Moonero. I like to put an extra O in it and call it Moonero. 
And so I started looking at like the guys who are like the biggest Monero stands, like the like guys who are just shilling Monero left and right, which are a dying breed. Actually, they used yeah. to be more of them and they were showing their bags and they were showing some like pretty far down the chart um, anonymity coins. So like Monero and Zcash were kind of the first mon- uh, anonymity coins that I read about. I find the uh, use case for anonymity coins pretty compelling. Um, but, you know, Zcash and Monero, and I also have some uh, Zcoin. Um, these are, like, pretty stable now. Like, they're coming up, but they're, you're not going like, uh, to, like, double them tomorrow. Uh, so I started looking and seeing some of these smaller anonymity coins that were available. Picked up a little uh, Sumo coin, a little Zoin, Z-O-I. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you somehow missed the biggest one of all, like Z Classic. Well, Z Classic was already pumping uh-huh. when I got there. So ZCL, But Z not Classic, like where it is now. Not where it is now, but I was like, I looked at it and I said, okay, how, like, I think now Z Classic is worth like a third as much as, as Zcash, which yeah, is it's like insane. $200. But at the time, Sumo coin was trading for like a buck eighty. And Monero is trading for like full three some three hundred and something dollars. Seemed like a, a good idea to check out Sumo Coin, which is a Monero clone. Uh, low price, K in the title. Sumo Coin with a K. Well, the the I mean, what what actually made you sort of go down this route? Because I think that what you know, sort of quote unquote smart or shark investors would tell you is like, don't bother with that stuff. You know, eventually Monero will win out. You might be able to catch a small burst in these things, but eventually you're going to lose enough on those where it's not even worth it. I don't find that compelling. You don't find that compelling. I don't know. I think that we're in the like throes of a mania and people are looking to bid up these tiny low market cap, low price coins I would look. I don't expect to be like trading like these coins for the rest of my life, but I do feel like there's some like short term gains to be had. Yeah, I mean, look, the, and wait the market has proven that. You no, 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 no. Play. I am not. I'm oh, you're not playing the that. devil's yeah, yeah, yeah. advocate. I'm playing devil's there. advocate here. I'm on your side. Yeah. I mean, we I, need an we need <laughs> an actually conservative person on this show because I feel like we're both just egging each other like to a lower and lower common denominator in these <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, I think that anything to sort of fill out your Monero uh, standum is good. I okay. mean, if if any of you play. HQ trivia, and you look in the chat, and you see the words Monero, Monero, Monero That's over me. again. That, that is was, definitely that, Aaron. That was me. That's that was almost me. always Aaron. I think I've driven about ten percent of the volume of Monero just with my own fandom, <laughs> based on HQ chat trivia. Yeah, I actually do show my own coins on HQ chat tri- trivia chat too. But but so here's the funny thing that happened with Sumo, and uh, you've gotten to witness this all, which is a uh, Sumo coin. Right after I bought, and I wasn't thinking I'm going to hold this for years. I was thinking, well, maybe like Sumo Coin will double in the next week or two, sell it, tidy profit back to Bitcoin. And instead, it went up 5x, like four or 5x, like pretty quickly right after I bought. And I was like, holy shit, I got a winner. I got a winning lottery ticket. And then. I started like talking about how I was a Sumo Coin Baron. Yeah, and I how I was, you like, tweeted it several times. All about Sumo <laughs> Coin, and then I got kind of like it became part of my identity. Yeah, that I was a Sumo Coin dude, and then I was like, I don't want to run into people, and they'll be like, Hey, 
how's your sumo coin doing? And I'd be like, oh, I don't have that sumo coin anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what you're talking, I mean, look, this happens to me too, which is, and I think that it, I don't know, I'm sure that there's some behavioral economics term for it, but I think that when we sort of luck into a decision in crypto and it works out for us and we feel like we've been on that ship a long time, yeah, like we won't cut bait because the only thing that convinces us that we're not complete idiot gamblers is the fact that like we bought this coin at 14 cents and now it's like, you know, 10 times that value and then we have to ride it out because if it's not in our portfolio then then we just look at a we're just looking at a river of shit you know so the way i feel also now with sumo so sumo's back to like almost it's high again oh i know and so now i know i told myself next time it's up there you gotta you gotta sell it you gotta get out of this but now i'm like what if sumo goes to like a hundred dollars yeah and I'm known as the sumo guy. <laughs> well, first of all, I think, look, I, and I don't have it anymore. This, and then I have to go buy it again on the like expensive. And then I'm like, I only have like five sumo coin guys. Sorry, I used to have a lot, but yeah, yeah, you'll be you can't, you'll never be able to show your face in the sumo baron lounge anymore. And they'll just be like, yeah, he used to have it, but he doesn't have it anymore. Look, I I don't I I would actually say that you know again, none of this is investment advice uh, to you either. Yeah. I don't know. Why, my inme- why, my why investment you- advice to people is to just turn off the show now, <laughs> unsubscribe to the podcast, and uh, never listen to anything Jay and I say. Like, why would you sell it? Well, I'd sell it because I've made a big profit on it. And as you said, um, aren't you going to lose in the long run with these shitty coins? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I feel like at some point you just got to ride it out. I mean, like, obviously, every single thing is saying that you probably should have sold it the second that you hit 3x, you know? Yeah. But look, part of crypto is just sort of having fun with it. And I don't know. I don't What would you text me if it wasn't the the price of Sumo every four-hour updates? And I feel like of all the things to become the baron of, am I going to find something as good as Sumo Coin with a K? No, no, no. Names do matter. And and, and so, the logo is not bad either. No, the logo is terrible. I would say that the logo for Sumo Coin looks like something that the like designer of like insane clown posse graphics designed in the <laughs> late nineties. It's a terrible logo. Um, I can I, I think the name is good though. Um, so we've established that my weakness is um, buying things based on their name, narrative, logo. icon, logo. Uh, what's your weakness? Oh man, I gambling. Yeah, well, sports sports betting in Bitcoin is a whole different thing. I mean, I have no idea if it's legal or not. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I report it on my taxes? <laughs> so, we've been planning the show for a couple months. Yeah, taping uh, demos, and my biggest fear was that you were going to get completely wrecked sports gambling to the point where you no longer had any Bitcoin, nor were you interested in it, and that would be the end of this uh, fledgling partnership. Well, that, well, has, that has not happened. The gambling, I, I will say in my defense, actually this is not in my defense, but almost a non sequitur that I will r- wrestle into my own defense. Yeah. The gambling space in crypto is actually pretty interesting, right? With smart sure. contracts through Ethereum and with just the idea of like a decentralized sports book is also interesting. If you ask me right now, of all the ICOs, what are the highest percentage chance of these to actually succeed? I would be like all of the casino gambling ones. Yeah, because it, there's a use case and people will use it. Yes. Uh, people love to gamble. Um, I will say that you know I've now been probably putting occasional sports bets down in Bitcoin for three to four months. Yeah. 
And the experience is a lot different than sort of using an off-site book or going to Las Vegas and putting down a bet, and certainly a lot different than using a bookie. And, uh, you know, something about the fact that you are putting, when you want to put down like, uh, let's say you're putting down a $150 bet, right? Right now, that's .001 BTC. Do you worry that every gambling loss you have for the rest of your life that was made in in Bitcoin, you will be calculating it based on the price of Bitcoin, which could be over $100,000 at that point? Uh, no, I am thinking that every bet that I make is adding to my Bitcoin stash okay. when it goes to $100,000. Okay, so you're basically doing the same thing gambling on sports that I'm doing gambling on sumo coins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that that's where the corollary is, but, right? But why, do you feel like you're better at sports gambling than altcoin training? Well, no, because I think at this point you could actually make a reasonable bet. Like a reason, you would say that I will probably win this bet much more so than I will you know, beat the point spread here. That if you bought 10 random coins on Craptopia, or, I'm sorry, Cryptopia this week or yeah. on KuCoin or on HitBTC, that some of them would go down quite a bit, but one of them would go way up and that you would probably end up doubling the money. This, yeah. I'm only talking about this week. Not right? that many went down, though. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what part. I mean, though. Yeah. Um, and that's just this week, right? Uh, I will just say that, you know, as somebody who has a compulsive need to gamble, yeah. that I found that this is probably both the dumbest <laughs> and also the, but also the easiest and most painless way to do it so far that I've found. And, and, and uh, see, for me, I'm not really a gambler. This is as close as I've come to gambling is buying crap coins. Yeah, yeah. And, and the question that I think is like, if I had hit a sumo coin like yeah. you did, right? Like if I hit something that in one day went up five times what I bought, bought it for, would I be more interested in just gambling on shit coins? Yeah. Yeah, probably. But it hasn't happened to me yet. And so I don't know what it feels like to Jay, be a sumo baron. Jay, I want you to become a baron. <laughs> I, I want your feudal estate to be right next to mine and both of us to ride it to victory. Um, here's what we're going to do on the show. Uh, we're not going to tell you how much money we have in coins. Uh, both of us have been involved with journalism, so you can guess, and it's not that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and neither of us are like uh, are really Matt Lauer. We're taping. Sort we're of- taping this in a basement. That Jay said, would it be possible for us to get heat at some point or there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are both basically wearing scarves right now. But um, we want to keep you up as to what we're trading, uh, our uh, our failures and quasi successes as we go. So we'll be uh, we'll be telling you what's in our bag, uh, and uh, you can write and tell us what's in your bags. Uh, hopefully, I feel like the show might get us some good tips, right? Yeah, please, if at all possible, let us know anything. You know, if there's yeah. things that you hate about the show, if there are things that you wish that we did more, especially if there are people who you think that we should talk to to have on as guests. Yeah, if you want to get, uh, if you want to get in touch, it's um, hi at cointalk dot show. Hi at cointalk dot show. Uh, this show is like kind of typical of what an episode will be like, except usually we'll have a guest on and they will weigh in on those topics and we will interview them a bit about what their experiences around crypto have been, um, which is a fascinating topic to me because people come to this with totally different life experiences. I want to have on like uh, cryptographers and I want to have on people who've been day traders and I want to have on people who are tech journalists. Um, all of those perspectives I feel like are like, colliding in this world right? what, what if we bring on the the uh, competing sumo baron are you gonna be able what if he has more sumo than you and he's like you're a fake sumo baron. a friend of sumo is a friend of mine 
<laughs> I don't know if he's going to feel that way or she. Um, we'll be we'll have a new episode for you every week and maybe even more than that. You down? You should you have down to do more than that sometimes? Whenever news breaks, which is a lot in yeah. crypto, uh, you know, let's say the market crashes or Satoshi comes forward yeah. or uh, the market crashes, like we'll. We'll, we'll be, here, we'll be for, here. We'll be here with you. Okay. Um, you can subscribe in any podcast app. You can also follow us in Medium at medium.com slash cointalk. So Medium is going to have a transcript of every show in case you want to read our stupid ideas so you can go th- through them faster. Yes. If you want a if you want a written down version of every coin that we talked about and said that we liked and you, just so that you can go against them, it will be on the site. And we'll also publish along with it a little reading list like... We didn't um, cite it when we were talking about Ripple, but both of us really enjoyed Ryan Selkis. I think he's at Two Bit Idiot on Medium. His piece on Ripple really was like the background reading that at least got me to understand what Ripple was, so I wasn't blindly hating it. Yeah, and Isabella Kaminska's piece in the Financial Times, which I thought was a very good case as to why Ripple might have a long road ahead for bank integration, that also was great. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, okay, so um, subscribe. Say hi, hi at cointalk.show, and we will see you very shortly. Coin talk. Coin talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This episode was taped Sunday, January 7th at 6 p.m. The Bitcoin price index was 14,780.